One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about how to sell a house for double what you paid for it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of DollarAfterDollar.com, and today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about how to sell your house for double what you paid for it. And we're talking about this today because I just sold my house. It's fresh in my mind, and I want to share you guys some insights on what I did to be able to sell my house for double what I paid for it. And I'm a licensed realtor in the state of Florida. So that also helps me save some money as I sell my house. But at the same time, I've done this numerous times. I've done this with my investment properties. I've done this with my single family houses that I've rented out. I've done it for clients. And I've talked to people about how to do this to be able to sell your house for maximum value. But there is a little bit of skill in doing this. And you have to have some patience. And the combination of the two is going to allow you to have a bulletproof plan when you're ready to sell your house. And that's what we're gonna talk about in this episode. We're gonna talk about how to buy your house so that when you sell it, you're gonna be able to sell it for maximum dollar. And we're gonna talk about when to know when the best time to sell your house is. And then when it's time to sell, what do you do to get your house ready? What are the things you have to do to ensure that you can get the maximum value for your house? And then how to choose a realtor. And then finally, The last piece is just the process of selling your house. So we're going to talk about all those things today. So let's get into it. So the first step 
to selling your house for double what you paid for it is to make sure that you buy your house right. Now, in any real estate transaction, whether you're buying a rental property or you're going to flip a house or you're buying a house to live in for the long run, you have to buy your house right. You make all of your money on your houses going into the transaction. So remember this. Anytime you're going to buy a house, you make all of your money going into the transaction. And it is so important to buy a house right. Because if you don't buy a house right, you're going to be playing catch up the entire time that you own that asset or the entire time that you live in that house. And it's going to be very difficult to sell your house for maximum dollar if you don't buy it right. So what are a couple of tips to look for to buy the house right? The number one thing, and this is what I always talk about, and we talked about this in the How to Buy a House episode, is you want to find the worst house in the best neighborhood. Now, what do I mean by that? You want to find the best neighborhood that you can afford with the crappiest house in that neighborhood. Because what you want to do with that house is you want to roll up those sleeves and you want to get to renovating. Why do you want to do that? Because when you renovate a house, you're forcing value into that house and you're forcing appreciation into that house. And this is where you're going to maximize your value. So you're going to have to have some vision. You're going to have to be able to see that you can change the, the color of the paint color. You can change the color of the green tile in the middle of the bathroom. You can change the floors. You're going to have to understand that. And as you walk through the house, say, hey, what would it look like if I changed this paint color? Or what would this house look like if I took out this rug? And just look and see what would happen. And sometimes, sometimes you walk into some of these houses, especially if it's an investment property, if you're going to flip it or something like that, and you may walk into a hoarder house. I've done this a million times, and there's stuff everywhere, and it's almost impossible to envision it. But if you can just clear that in your head and say, hey, I can do this, I can do this, and change certain things... It's going to open up the possibilities for you to make a lot of money when it's time to sell the house. Now, the issues that you want the house to have are cosmetic issues. You don't want the the house to have a lot of structural issues, things like the roof or the plumbing. You don't want to have a ton of issues within that realm. Now, you can have some, and sometimes those are the best deals, but if you're not a seasoned real estate investor, or if you're not seasoned in buying houses, then I would stay away from that, especially if it's your first transaction or if it's your first house. Just look for cosmetic issues. And that's what my wife and I did on our first house. The walls were purple. The carpets were shaggy. The tile in the bathroom was pink. And we literally changed the entire house. The outside color was green. We painted the outside color. We ripped the carpet out, put wood floors in. We changed all the the walls to a, a light gray. And that is how you start to make renovations that are going to appreciate and force value into the home. And don't be afraid to do some of the work yourself. I mean, some of this stuff like painting walls and things like that, you can do yourself. If you can't afford it, it's a lot cheaper to do it yourself. So consider doing that as well as you're doing these renovations. And then don't let your emotions get involved in your decision making. I know a flipped house looks beautiful, but you're going to be paying top dollar for a flipped house. You're going to be paying top dollar if the house was just renovated. Why? Because that person is making double on the house, not you. So what's happening here is you're giving your profit to that person, whoever flipped the house. But if you can find a house that needs some cosmetic renovations, and even if you can't afford all of it, you can start to do the things that matter most to you at the beginning, the things that bring you value. And then over time, you'll have money to renovate the house. But using that vision, using the vision that you see that potential inside of that house is going to force the appreciation of that house, especially if you buy it in the right neighborhood. But obviously in real estate, it's location, location, location. They say that over and over and over again. And that still stands true. 
So if you find a great neighborhood with a house that needs some work, then you're almost guaranteed to make money on that house if you sell it at the right time. And number two is know when it is time to sell. Because understanding when you need to sell is half the battle, especially in situations where you're trying to make money on your house. So if it's a flip or a rental, a flip, obviously, you're going to try to renovate it as fast as you can and sell it right away. But one thing I like to do, especially when I invest in real estate, is I like to do what I call a rent and flip. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll find a single family house that needs a little bit of work. And sometimes it already has tenants in it. And it's a tired landlord that doesn't want to deal with the tenants anymore. And after the lease is up, I'll let the tenants leave. Then I'll go renovate the house and sell the house. But what happens there is if you're in a good market, the house appreciates over that year and it appreciates for much more than you paid for it. And then you're forcing the value into that house and allowing the renovations to skyrocket the value of that house. So what happens here is it's an equation of time plus your renovations that are gonna absolutely skyrocket the value of that house. And I've doubled my money on houses many of times just by doing that alone, just by using this strategy. And sometimes you can keep renting the house out, all of a sudden the cash flow is great, you wanna keep it as a rental. So it's a win-win situation because if the house is cash flowing, you have two options. You can either sell the house or you can maintain that cash flow and keep the house. And if you're thinking about selling your personal home, you just have to be patient and know when the right time to sell is. Because let's say we're in the middle of a recession. That is not the right time to sell at your house unless you absolutely have to. Maybe you're facing foreclosure or something else like that. Then maybe that would be the right time. But if you're trying to double your money, if you're trying to make money on your house and make money on the appreciation, then it may not be the best time to sell your house. Because recessions, the values have dropped. And demand has become much lower because the values have dropped because most people lose their jobs and it's a compound effect. But when we're in a booming economy... Then you're looking at a situation that'd be a great time to sell. Or when interest rates are low, that's another great time to sell because a lot of there's a lot of buyers out there. So what happens is there's low inventory because all these buyers are buying these houses and you have the opportunity to sell. And you're going to get a ton of offers all at once if you sell at the right time. A time to sell would be when your home equity is at a price that you just cannot refuse, such as double the price that you paid for it. So a lot of times what I would look at would say, hey, my home equity just rose 25%. Would I be willing to sell this house for 25% and deal with the hassle of moving and doing all these other things. No. Okay. What about 50%? Would I be willing to sell it at 50%? Now I'm thinking about it. Then my house value hit 75% appreciation. Now I'm really going to be thinking about it. And then once I looked at the comps in the area and it was, it was going up to double, then I was like, there's no way I'm selling right now. I can't, I can't wait anymore. I don't want to miss this opportunity. And it just happened at the same time that, you know, my family was growing and things were happening. So it ended up being the perfect storm. But for a lot of people, they wait too long and they say, yeah, I'll sell my house later on. I don't want to deal with the hassle right now of moving and things like that. But if the appreciation and the value is just too much for you to refuse, then it's probably time to sell your house. Say you bought a $100,000 house and the values in your neighborhood are going for, say, two twenty. dollars Well, now that's probably a good time to sell your house because the home values are doubling. So just consider what type of market you're in so you can think through this process. It's obviously impossible to time it. It's impossible to to know what's going to happen ahead, but it could be the time to sell once the value of your home is at a price that you can't refuse. But don't just sell for the money because if you love your house and you plan on being in your house forever, just because your house doubles doesn't mean you should sell it because that house truly brings you value. If you're in a neighborhood you love, you love your neighbors, you love the community that you're in and you love the house, then why would you sell the house just for money? That's not a house that you wanna sell. That's a house that you wanna keep if you wanna stay 
in that house in the long run, maybe you raised your kids in that house or your kids love that house and you just want to keep that house in your family forever, then there's no reason to sell the house just because the value doubled or tripled or whatever else happens. So think through what brings you value. And if your house brings you true value, then it's not time to sell for you. And then one other indicator that may make you want to sell your house is if you see that the neighborhood is going in the wrong direction. So you see a lot of new people buying houses in the neighborhood and maybe they're not taking care of the lawns or the houses are not being painted on the outside and the neighborhood looks like it's going in the wrong direction, that may be an indicator that it's time to sell because this happens all the time. Neighborhoods change. And if the neighborhood changes and people aren't taking care of their houses, that's going to drive the value of your house down. And if you watch comps in your area and you see that house values are dropping, then that may be an indicator that it may be time to sell and move on to a new neighborhood. Now let's get into what you need to do when it's time to sell your house. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M O N. A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash P-F-P for your extended 30-day free trial. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. 
That's shopify.com slash PFP. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, once you've decided that it's time to sell your house, there's a couple of things that you need to do. And your realtor may help you out with this as well, but you can start getting this ball rolling before you even hire a realtor. And the first thing you need to do is update anything that is outdated. So if your walls are purple or your walls are a funky color because you're a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan and so your walls are black and yellow all over the place, then you need to change those walls and paint them. That's the first thing you want to do because that's actually going to increase the value alone just painting the outside and the inside. So make sure you just get neutral colors into your house and and paint the walls. But if there's anything else outdated, like your floors are outdated, you know it, or your appliances are outdated, make sure you're updating those things. And that's why it's important to do it over time and making a budget for your home furnishings so that you're able to update it over time because allowing those updates to happen is going to increase the value of your home when it's time to sell. You don't have to do so much if you're doing it over time. So if you're like, hey, maybe I'll sell in five years, start updating things now slowly. Do it over time. Look And look at the big rooms. Look at your kitchen. Look at the bathrooms. Look at the master bedroom. These rooms are going to matter to people. And you want them to be as nice as possible because that's what's going to increase the value of your home. And that is what's going to allow you to sell the home faster. The second thing is to fix the little things. So a lot of people skip this step. But fixing that door that's jammed that just really doesn't open right or the window that completely won't open or that drawer that's just real shaky when you open it, fixing all the little things matters because you want the homeowner to know that when they move into that house, they bought that house from a homeowner who cared. And a lot of times people will notice when they walk through the house when it's up for sale, a lot of people open a lot of drawers. They open a lot of doors. They try out everything. You'd be amazed at what people do when they look at your house. So you want to make sure that everything is fixed, even the small little things. And you know what they are. Only you know what they are because they bother you too when you're going through your house. So just make sure you're considering that and looking at the small things and just make a checklist and knock each one out. And the best way to do that, again, is over time. When something breaks, just fix it right away. One of my big rules that I had was after things break, I need to do it within seven days. It needs to be fixed within seven days because when I first bought my house, I would let things sit there for way too long, two, three months. So now my rule is if something breaks and I know it's broken, Say a door latch just doesn't work perfectly. I need to fix that within seven days. And that's a good rule of thumb because it allowed me to get everything done. And now I have nothing to worry about when it's time to sell the house. And then again, go through your house and look at the paint colors. Just make sure all your paint colors are neutral colors, whites or real light grays. And then look at the outside of the house. Make sure it's a decent color, not some funky color that you like. Just make sure it's a decent color. Then update the landscaping. All these things matter. Making sure you have curb appeal with the landscaping. Make sure all the mulch is fresh and just freshening up everything. And a lot of this stuff doesn't cost as much as you think. 
As long as you're just freshening things up, if it already looks good, and if you've been doing it over time, then you have nothing to worry about. But if you're completely renovating your house that you left dilapidated that you've been living in, then you're going to have a higher cost. So that's why it's important to do this over time. And then just making sure you're maintaining and keeping the house clean. That's one big thing as well, because as you go through this process, dirt can stick. And if you're not making sure your house is clean or you don't have the habit of making sure your house is clean, it's gonna be much harder to sell a house that's somewhat dirty. And I've seen way too many houses that I've walked into where they're just completely dirty. And it's a complete turnoff to the buyer because the house is dirty. You want it to look like a magazine when they walk in there. And that's the key to this. And then your next step is to interview agents. Now, can you sell a house for sale by owner? Absolutely. And that's an option that you may have. And you can do some of those low-cost brokerages or things like that. But a lot of times, an agent can get more money for you. And a lot of people think they can sell their own house. But an agent's really going to help you along the way. And I know the cost for an agent for a seller is extremely high. I understand that. In a lot of places, it's between 5 to 6% that you're going to pay your agent of this, the sale price. So if you sell a house for $100,000, you're going to be paying that agent $6,000. So just think about every hundred grand is $6,000. And I know that cost sounds high. But a lot of studies have been done showing that agents can get you a higher purchase price. But maybe you've been an agent in the past or you are extremely good at sales or something like that. Then maybe you want to do one of those low-cost brokerages where you pay $200, they list it in the MLS, and then you sell it yourself. Maybe that's an option for you. And if you think you can do that, more power to you. But just know looking for an agent is a process. And you just want to find an agent that clicks with you. So you can interview a couple of agents, have them come to your house. They'll do a presentation. They'll tell you exactly what they would do with the house and how they would sell it. And then just pick the right one that you feel like you clicked with. A lot of people resort to like family friends or someone that's been recommended. And that's great as well. But just interview a couple of extra agents just so you know that you made the right decision. Because the last thing you want to do is have the wrong agent and be paying someone a significant sum of your sale price just because someone recommended them. And then once you hire your agent, you're going to come up with a price that you want to list the house for. And once the house is listed, what I always recommend is to list it for just a little bit more than you think it's worth. Because almost every single time that I've done that, I've gotten the price that I've been asking for. Almost every single time. And I would have never gotten that price if I didn't list it for just a little bit more than I thought it was worth. Now, if you have an aggressive agent, they're going to list the price higher anyways. Because they're going to try to sell the price at a much higher rate. But if you have a lazy agent, they may be bringing the price down a little bit. So just make sure they show you comps and comparables of the neighborhoods so that you can sell the house at the highest price possible. And then from there, you're going to be fielding offers and listing the house for sale. Once it's for sale, making sure your agent has open houses and things like that. But all those pieces matter less than the preparation that you do beforehand. Buying the house right, making sure that you do the proper renovations that truly matter, and making sure you're updating the house constantly within your budget. So making sure you have a budget that you can afford each upgrade that you're doing, and then performing those upgrades that matter that really drive the price of the house up. And then knowing when it's time to sell, selling at the right time for your family, not selling when you emotionally just want to buy a new bigger house when you don't need it, but selling when it's the right time for you and your family, and selling when you know you have enough equity in the house if the house doesn't really bring you value. Those are the keys. The preparation is the key. And what you're doing there is you're just making the sale easy because once you get to that point, when I just listed my house, I had 11 offers over asking within the first two days. And that's because I just completed all these steps. And over time, I updated my house. 
And that's how you have to do it. You just have to do it slowly over time. So listen, I hope these tips helped you guys. If you haven't listened to the How to Buy a House episode, go ahead and listen to that. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. In addition, we're going to have a bunch of real estate investing content coming up. So if you're interested in that as well, make sure you subscribe, share it with a friend, and spread this message because we believe that money equals freedom. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if this is your first time listening, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. And share this episode with a friend. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes as well. Because our goal is to bring as much value to you as possible. And we're trying to spread this message that money can buy freedom. That's what money is there to do, is to buy more freedom. So thank you again so much for listening. And I hope you have a great day. Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money, but everything in life from travel to starting a business is expensive, which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend, Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.